Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Oh, boy. Vikings Ventline is live here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff, and all of you guys, we will turn the show over here shortly to you guys, the Vikings fans, because this is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. Vikings Vent Line presented by Surly Brewing Company. A quick shout-out if you are watching on a TCL TV. I saw a lot of, a lot of people uh, supporting Purple Daily and Vikings Vent Line by buying TCL TVs on Black Friday, so thank you guys. But TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs. Delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, we will pull your comments into the show. We will pull you guys into the show. If you want to join, email us, vikingsventline at gmail.com. And, uh, Judd, we'll start with you. What was your main takeaway from this loss in San Francisco today? Um, it's an incredibly disappointing loss because it, it was a game that was right there and it was a tough game, but it's the exact type of game that good teams win. And uh, before we start to blame the officials, let me say this. God helps those who help themselves. And the Vikings did not help themselves one bit today. Uh, we knew that the defense was, was going to be suspect with the entire starting defensive line out. So it was not surprising that they could not stop the run. Uh, but this was a game in which your offense, and I guess in particular, your quarterback had to be outstanding all day long. And you had to have a ability to strike back uh, with touchdowns, not, not with, um, not with field goals, but with touchdowns and you had to do it consistently and you were going to have to overcome a lot of difficult obstacles. And the Vikings in the end had that chance. I mean, they definitely did. They got the, the ball back. The missed field goal by Gould gave them a perfect chance and they couldn't do it. So this was the exact type of game that really can define your team. And, and like, if you have truly turned a corner, this this was the game, and uh, Kirk Cousins didn't play well enough. The Vikings probably weren't well coached in, enough, and so I don't want to hear the excuses. Um, this was this this felt like the Vikings were down by two touchdowns, and they weren't. They had a chance. They they did not come through, and uh, that is disappointing because if you really had turned a corner, I think this is the type of game that you win. A sequence happened today in the fourth quarter that I think was a microcosm for the last four years of Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. 
So let's 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 back up for a second here. Kirk Cousins, as great as he has played this season, and some of the throws he made in the first half. I mean, he was he was on point the first, mostly the first entire first half of this game, and so he is having the best season of his career. But we don't crown quarterbacks. We don't hang banners based on the first eleven weeks of the season, and he throws the interception. Which is fine. It's only his third interception of the year. You know, you're playing on the road. Like it was a really bad interception. All right. Like it was it was god awful. It was ugly. I have no idea what he what he saw. Jonathan Vilma was like, What is he looking at? But it's okay. Interceptions happen. It's all good. Dust yourself off. He completely short circuited after the interception. He throws a ground ball to Justin Jefferson on the two point conversion a short while later. Um, he basically stopped targeting Thielen and Jefferson. They had 10 combined targets when I sent out a tweet about, hey, when they target these guys 70% of the time, they win games. Two hours of real time went by. They had only been targeted like three or four times because after the interception, he goes into a shell. He starts throwing the ball to C.J. Ham, to Tyler Conklin, to Alex Madison. He just goes into conservative mode. And then the Vikings have the ball. They're still somehow in this game, right? The Vikings have the ball fourth and goal. The game is on the line. The play clock is ticking down. Mm -hmm. There's somehow confusion in the huddle, which I guess we'll never know who's at fault there. But Cousins is trying to get his wide receivers to go from the right side of the line of scrimmage to the left. And he's, he's freaking out. He's panicking. Get over here. Get over here. Get over here, right? There's still nine seconds left on the play clock. And Kirk Cousins, $35 million franchise quarterback, paid to lead this team, lines up behind the right guard, Ole Udo. I'm not sure if people picked that up in real time. The reason why they had to call a timeout on that fourth down, which, by the way, once you get to that point, if you're going to have to call a timeout, I'd rather just kick a field goal, get down by five, keep the two timeouts, I mean – Kirk Cousins lines up behind Ole Udo, the right guard, and the backup running back has to go up to him, tap him, and say, no, dude, the center's over here. And by that point, there was two seconds left on the play clock. Mm -hmm. Your quarterback lined up behind a guard in the biggest moment of the game. Panicked. Everything was panicked straight out of the huddle for that play. Right, but that's He short-circuited in the second half. And that's this entire team. This entire team, go watch, and it's not a great game. Go watch the Buccaneers-Colts today. Tampa Bay goes on, and this starts, of course, with Brady. They go on business trips. And do you know why? To kick your ass. And they don't care if it's by three points, if it's by 14 points. They go there so that if they're close at the end, they're going to come down and dagger you. It's a business trip. The Vikings are like, a, and, and this is Kirk on down. It's, it's true of Mike. They go on road trips like their kids on a field trip who have just signed permission slips. Oh, my God, what's going on with the bus? Are we stuck on the side of the, and so like that whole, that whole sequence is the Vikings in a nutshell, and that's why changes need to be made. You have to have people who go on business trips, not on, oh, we got a road trip this week. It's going to be, no. How are you going? I mean, that game today was not a good game from both sides. It was an ugly game. But guess what? If you get a W, you don't care at this point. That's the type of game that you win 
And people like us come in and say, oh, my God, Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins, what went wrong? And, and they say, we don't really care because we won. Mm-hmm. And, and we're leaving with a win. And that's where the Vikings have – the Vikings, I, I would say it's fair to say the entire organization short circuits when they can least afford to. That's everybody. Yeah. I want, I, want, I want to respond to this comment here. So Joseph on the YouTube comment section here, and by the way, like the comment section is on fire right now. So <laughs> keep it coming guys. Joseph says Mackie actually trying to pin this game on Kirk. We do this so much with Vikings games. We try to exonerate certain players by we, I mean like the Royal we fans, yeah. media, right? I got you. Let's whose fault. Isn't it first, right? Well, it's not Kirk's fault. It's this fault. So, Let's let's have two different categories here, okay, for, for Joseph and your comment. Category number one is the biggest thing to blame for this game. And I don't want to spoil the pie chart of blame tomorrow on uh, Purple Daily, which we will do in full. But I think giving up six yards per carry on the ground defensively is probably the biggest reason why they lost this game. So if you're looking for the biggest chunk of pie chart blame to go around, you can't give up 200 yards rushing. But at the same time, you know, we kind of said this all week. You're going in with zero starting defensive linemen against a team that is really good at running the ball. They're probably going to run the ball down your throat, and you have to find a way to counter them in, in shootout form. We kind of said if the Vikings are going to win this game, bet the over, and first team to 35 is is really the way this game had to play out. So mm-hmm. the reason why they lost, the biggest reason, is because they couldn't stop San Francisco's run game. But, zooming into Kirk for a second, Despite the fact that you gave up 200 yards rushing, you were still in this game. You you just needed a couple plays here and there, a two-point conversion to a wide-open Justin Jefferson, stay aggressive after the interception, and stop throwing checkdowns to Alex Madison, C.J. Ham, and Tyler Conklin, and don't lose your mind in the key moment of the game on fourth down. Panic and line up, I'll say it for a tenth time, behind your right guard. Moment of crisis. Season on the line, game on the line. They can still come back and make the playoffs. They play the Lions next week. But, like, this is the biggest moment right now. You've clawed your way back to 500. Got to have it right now. What's your best play? And and let's get everyone lined up. And you line up in a moment of panic behind your freaking right guard. Like, don't bring, don't bring defending Kirk energy into this conversation, okay? Like, you can say... He's he's not the reason why they lost. He's a huge reason why they didn't win the game, a very winnable game in which you were down by one score with multiple chances. Pardon my French, but why wouldn't you crap on almost the entire team? This entire game is inexcusable. This is the type of game you have to win. Like I don't care. Like, like there's Thielen, I think played pretty well. Jefferson when but but your you know, your offensive line is still a mess at times. Your quarterback is a mess. The problem the problem with this team just up from the top on down, the problem, the starting point of the problem with this team, when push comes to shove and we say we might believe in you, is this. They're mental midgets. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of mental midgets. And Kirk and Kirk is, and the, num- is the number one but Zimmer's for close. his career, for his career. And, He's- but, Mike's, but Mike's close, too. Mike's close, too. And, and you know, I, was, I saw tweets today excited about, and, yes, the first half offensively, those first two touchdown drives were fun. But I saw tweets about, you know, let, oh, this is great. They finally... I mean, do people realize how long this took? Like today's loss is absorbable if, if pardon my French again, these idiots had done what they should have done in the first half of the season, which is something that all of us were calling for them to do. They are mental 
midgets. And I don't understand like why we're trying to pick off and choose which ones are which ones. You go to Jefferson or Thielen right now off the record and say, do you work with a bunch of mental midgets? And they're going to yeah. say, yeah, pretty much. D- so like, yeah, yes. I, I get frustrated by this whole thing of trying to like assess the blame. The pie chart's the entire thing in reality. It's the entire uh, thing. Dex, you're quick. What was your what was your biggest takeaway here? Then we can get to some Vikings fans. <laughs> Dex with the visual. Kurt. <laughs> Kurt with the K. Kurt with the K. I'm not gonna yeah, I, I get it. He 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 isn't the whole reason the Vikings lost this game. Uh the Vikings defense on third and long, for God's sakes. Third and long. How do you not just force the ball? Force a, force a punt, get your defense, get that offense off the field and get it going, and they gave up a ton of big chunk plays today, and Kirk had every opportunity to win this game. We know the Niners can run for a bunch of yards. They accomplished that goal, and the Vikings still had a chance to win this game, and they couldn't do it, and their quarterback had a chance to rise up still, lead another game-winning drive, didn't have a bad call go against him, didn't have a shank field goal, didn't have a fluke injury at the end. At the end of the day, he couldn't give his team a chance to win the game when it was there for him to take him. So for me... Very simple. It's Kurt with the K. It's a Kurt Cousins performance today against the San Francisco 49ers. And with that, let's uh, let's turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans. If you're watching us right now on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click the subscribe button and also the like button. The like button helps spread the word about the show yeah, so we can build this community even it's further. Judd is cracking Judd's a in. surly furious <laughs> right talk. now. You let's people talk. You. I will be listening. I love it. <laughs> let's get the sound effect here. There it is. All right, who's first out of the gate here? And little, where are you uh, from? little double barrel action for Cole and Mark. Where are you guys calling from? Welcome to Ventline, guys. Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, right on. Yeah, this is my actually my third time calling. Last time I called, I had a bad connection and got, got cut off. Um, so, actually, my buddy Mark, um, originally a Cowboys fan. We were at the Cowboys. Um, so, that was the first time I was let down. Yeah. Um, that felt like the first, you know, like there were a lot of close games, obviously. That, was, that felt like a true meltdown. That felt like a true one we should have had um, in Dallas. This is the second one, one that we definitely had a shot at. A couple points I want to make really quick, and I'll let Mark add whatever whatever he would like. Um, one is that we got carved up on the run game by what should have been a defensive-minded head coach, right? Like, this is Mike Zim's – this is his bread and butter, and we got carved up. They did whatever they wanted in the run, and there was nothing that we could have do that we could have done, and that, that's that's embarrassing, right? Like he's a defensive-minded head coach; he should have seen it come in. He's supposed to be a head coach, offense and defense, and nothing that we could have done about it. Um, another point, um, actually, I appreciate y'all 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 mentioning that I did not know because um, just watching the national broadcast here from Austin, I did not know that he did not line up under center. Um, and that's why we had to call the timeout. So thank you all for pointing that out. That's more embarrassing. But um, also, it, that y'all, one thing I want to point out too is that um, one of our D backs had thrown a punch at a critical time in the game. Yeah, yeah, Cam Dantzler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. Exactly, Cam Dantzler. Like God. on a critical time, and great. Thank God it didn't get called. But not that would change the outcome. But right, like that's it's just a lack of discipline. Like, what are you doing? Like if there's if there's not if there's a one time that you need to be disciplined, it was at that point in the game, and um, again it didn't get called, but it was just something that needs to still that the Vikings still need need to come down on. Um, but those are the two points that I'll I'll mention. I'll turn over to Mark. Um, again, original Cowboys fan. If you see, I don't know if you know this, he's wearing a Vikings jersey. Um, I converted him. 
Wow. Um, I don't wow. know if I did him a favor or nice work. <laughs> or uh, or cursed him, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the other side of that is this might be a surprise to you guys, but watching Kirk Cousins over the past three years, I've actually gained more faith in him. I'm, like There was a bit of an issue tonight, again, the center gaff, but really the only big loss from that possession was calling the timeout. When you look at it at face value, you spend a timeout, you still had – uh, the 49ers deep in their own territory, just couldn't stop the run. Bad. The other side of that is, while I've gained more confidence in Kirk Cousins, I'm also becoming more and more sure that he's not worth the money the Vikings are paying him. I think that's the biggest issue for me from the, not quite on the outside, but as someone who's becoming more and more endeared to the team, just where are things going forward? To the point you made about Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, you know, saying that they're surrounded by buffoons, like if it's, from the outside, it's this evident. I can only imagine how tough things can be in the locker room, right? Like when they can march downfield and go across the middle, things are really easy for the Vikings like they had for their first two or three big plays on the last possession there. Once you start forcing them to get creative and show a little chemistry, the wheels completely fall off the bus. And that's really tough to watch. A team that has all the pieces in place defensively and offensively, but when you start making guys earn their contracts, you can see that it's clearly not there. You guys bring in some great points off the top here. That's Mark and Cole down in Austin. Thank you guys for hanging out here. You know, just in general, to sort of sum up their thoughts, the Vikings are five and six. Every year it just feels like they're just grinding to 500, maybe a game above, game below. I mean, that's really been the case since 2017, ever since Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins paired up. They should be better than this record-wise. Why aren't they? It's not the refs. It's not just bad luck. It's not just a bad kicker. Like, what is it? It's well, partially coaching. It's partially being mental midgets in big moments of you know, the end of the fourth quarter. It, it's not identifying what your strength is before training camp starts and then not realizing it until we're like seven games in. That, well, before free exactly agency starts look, even. Look, we... We'll uh, certainly discuss this at some point in time uh, this week. But Mark Craig's story in the Star Tribune today about Cousins and Mike, and, and it was supposed to be like a flattering look at how they're coexisting now, is a, a huge indictment of the lack of relationship that exists. The coach and quarterback in today's in today's National Football League have to be on the same page. And I don't mean talk once a week. I mean be in lockstep as far as approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about it. But, I mean, that piece painted a picture of, of to use your word, Phil, because it's the perfect word, the relationship between coach and quarterback, they literally grind that out. They're grinding out a relationship that should be as strong as any in that building. That's yeah. a problem. So that's Dude. how – but, I mean, that's how you get – this. the maddening thing here is none of this is hard to deduct. None of this is really like a question of, well, I mean, it's a tough conversation to have because I don't get it. No, I, get, I think we get the whole thing, and that's what drives you crazy. They don't. Here's a quote, by the way. There's a great article this morning before the game by Mark Craig in the Star Tribune. It's a Q&A with Kirk Cousins, basically, talking about his relationship with Zimmer, talking about his ridiculous stats throughout his career and his 500 record as a quarterback and how that can be. And this quote was striking to me. He said, I think Coach Zimmer and I have similar experiences in terms of the pressure that's on us for this organization to win. 
So we kind of share that bond, maybe uniquely to us over anybody else in this building in terms of the weight we carry. I agree 100% with all that. The weight of the franchise is placed on the quarterback and the coach. Yeah. Everywhere. Steelers, yeah. it's on Roethlisberger and Tomlin. Patriots, you know, before Brady Belichick left, and Belichick Brady. and Brady. And now it's Mac Jones, who, by Sh- the way, he is embraced yep. like a son. And the last part of the quote is, so, yeah, it's good to carry that weight together now. Talking about the Thursday meetings that just started this season. And it's been confirmed by both parties that they did not meet at all for the first three years of Kirk Cousins being here. Yep. How does that happen from a coach's perspective? How does that happen from a, a true quarterback leader's perspective? If you are, if, if you're more than just an, I just work here guy, first of all, I mean, I put it on Zim more than I put it on Kirk. Cause dude, you're the leader of the football team, not just the defense. Maybe you should forge a better relationship with the most important player on the roster. But from Kirk's perspective, why aren't you demanding to build a better relationship with your head coach? And now it's like both of them are saying, yes, we're now we're in this together in the weight of the org. Guys, it's four, year four. Imagine if they and if they are benefiting from those meetings in year four, imagine how much more they'd be benefiting in year four if they had started building that connection in year one. Mm-hmm. It's too late. It, now, they play the Lions. They should beat the Lions next week. And I'm not saying that they're going to lose every game here. They probably still make the playoffs. But today was such a frustrating loss for so many, so many reasons. Uh, all right, who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Chris. Chris, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. How are you? Where are you calling from? I'm doing good. I'm calling from Omaha, Nebraska. You guys hear me all right? We got yep. you, Chris. Gotcha. What would you see today? Uh, same stuff, different day, basically. And I'm sick of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, I'm going to start off by saying I, I hope – Cook's okay. I hope he comes back all right. Um, I hope it's nothing too serious. Um, I'm going to start off by asking, I, I don't know if I missed it, but where was K.J. Osborne this whole game? I just, I don't understand. I mean, you throw to Conklin that close to the end zone, and you have Jess, Jefferson and Thielen right there. It, it blows my mind. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Chris, thanks for coming on. I, I, I mean, KJ Osborne's been kind of a ghost for like yeah. two months, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he started Absolutely. off incredible, yep. and today he only had two targets, one catch for five yards. I mean, he came out of the gate looking like a seven hundred fifty yard receiver in the first month. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, what, what I also don't get is on that late pass that I think he tried to hit Conklin in the end zone on that got broken up. Thielen actually leaked out there, and Kirk never even looked there. So Thielen leaked out to what would have been Kirk's left. Yeah. And I don't think he was covered initially, and Kirk was just locked in. It just felt, yeah, it just felt like one of those days where Kirk very much gets in the zone of, I'm going to do what I do, and and I'm going to lock in on guys. Um, He's still got talent then. But yeah, it, it's it's just dude, it just so... makes it so much more difficult, and he makes it. The problem is, um, the mistakes and the problems when it comes to Kirk compound themselves. Then, right? Because it just he, gets worse and worse yes. and worse. And he's like he he's the opposite of a calming presence. You know, he's uh-huh. just he's a teeth gritter. He's not the guy that's going to come in and be like, he hey, grits, you know. he grits his teeth on camera. They, I know they show him. You're exactly right. He, he's like. He's a teeth gritter, and yeah, he's right. you know in in these moments you want that guy to be super calm and cool. I'm not even gonna say Tom Brady because he's just like it's such an unattainable bar, but 
I mean, my God, look at look just what we all watch Red Zone, right? I'm sure everyone who's hanging out here on Vikings Vent Line right now, you probably watched Red Zone for three hours before that Vikings game today. Watch Joe Burrow. Just and I, I'm not talking about necessarily skill and movement and right. mobility and all those things. Just like when when his team needs him in these yep. moments, and Cousins has has definitely has risen up a couple more times this year than previously. But like right. he's just he doesn't give off. Everything's fine, guys. Vibes. He gives off. Oh my god! 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 Like, oh, hopefully we can. You know. And the more and the more that we see Kirk succeed, like he has late in games, the more it infuriates you when you see a game like today, because that gene, he's got it. He's got that, and it just goes away. And that's what's that's what's completely uh, confusing. Is is like, wait, wait, wait. A month ago, you let a really great late drive, and now you are lining up under your right guard like that doesn't that doesn't make sense first quarter and a half 10 combined targets for Thielen and Jefferson only two more targets the rest of the game for Thielen and only four more targets the rest of the game for Jefferson I think two of them probably on that last sort of panic drive where they're trying to get down the field with no timeouts all right who's next Vikings vent line let's go to oh oh what's up man you're on Vikings vent line where are you calling from man Hey man, how you guys doing? I'm I'm back. I'm I'm still out here in Shakopee. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I don't know, man. I'm I'm with you guys. It's just it's it's super frustrating, you know, watching watching what's going on right now. Um, I want I want to start off by saying, you know, with this defense, that, I think that's what's the most frustrating because we always start off pretty decent, but when are we going to get that one stop? I mean, outside of this Baltimore, outside of the Baltimore game, I feel as if we've never had that one big stop that we've needed to kind of get, get our guys off the field. And I'm, I'm with deck, like all these starting longs, it's like, th- this is the time where you're able to pin your ears back, you know what I mean? Get after the quarterback, but still yet we're allowing these guys to get these first downs. And it's just, it, it's, it's super, super frustrating. And I think that's the, the point that I kind of made with you guys last week with the Packers game. I, I should have said, you know what, where I think people are really aiming towards him and why they are kind of wanting him gone is because just the inconsistency of this team. You know, we're really good here at times, and then we're really bad here at other times. I mean, he's literally, he's the coach known for only making the playoffs every other year. I mean, mm-hmm. if that doesn't scream consistency, I don't know what does. So, I mean, and, and not only that, it's, it's you know what's bad when you're, when we talk about this defense playing decent, but they're still giving up four or 500 yards a game. I mean, that's to me that that's to me that that's ridiculous. And I, and I get the Kirk Cousins thing. I understand, you know, he obviously has to step up when he needs to step up. And we, we need him. Obviously, we want him, you know, to do what quarterback, you know, good quarterbacks do. But at the same time, we we can't expect to win every game if we're in a shootout. It feels like we're always in a shootout. You know what I mean? And it's like to the point where we we I saw somebody coming here and it's like, dude, we can't expect Kirk to bail us out every single game. We need, if we want to make a push in his playoffs, if we if we want to make it to the to the you know to the Super Bowl, we get we're going to need this defense to step up sometime. They're going to have to play at least somewhat decent to, to for us to for us to go anywhere. So, those are kind of my two things. I wanted I wanted to say other you know two other things. One, I kind of I asked you guys that question last time where you know. You know, if we if you guys were to keep Kirk, or would you guys be willing to still keep Kirk if we're getting that aggressiveness out of him, or if he's playing like he like he's playing right now? Me, honestly, I would, just because I don't think you know in the next two three years we are going to get a quarterback like Kirk. 
Um, he's that we're going to get a quarterback that's going to give us the production um, that he's given us. I mean, obviously we have mine. We haven't seen what he can do. Um, I mean, who else? I don't know, guys. Who else can we really get that would be able to step in and give us the production curse given us right now? And one other thing, um, and this is I w- this was this is the question I wanted to leave you guys on the hopes that we won today. But um, say for instance, you know, if if you if we were to say that okay. If we were to know, you know, say next two, three years that say Zimmer, uh, we, we know Zimmer is going to allow this offense to be what who they are right now. We're going to allow him. He's going to allow us to be aggressive or or what have you. And let's say we bring this. What are we ranked? 28th on defense or something like that or, or like total all overall defenses work ranked 20th. Say, say if we know that he could bring this down to 10. Let's just say 10 top 10 in the next two years. Would you guys be willing to keep him as a coach or are you guys just on board still? We're just, you know, get, getting rid of him and, and, and that being what it is. Uh, thanks again, guys. I, I appreciate it. Bo, thank you, dude. Awesome. Appreciate oh, your okay. just Judd, go ahead. Take um, a lot a lot there. Go ahead. Yeah. It, uh, first of all, if they're going to keep Kirk, Mike has to go. You, you can't have this. You can't have this uh, yeah. tolerating. And and you got to get a coach in because Kirk's not going to change. The only way to get maximum from Kirk every week, the only hope, is to give him a coach who literally holds his hand and tells him exactly what he he wants while also telling Kirk, you are the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's not going to be Mike. Um, Mike Mike's ideas about football, for the most part, are from a bygone. And by bygone, I mean like five years back. But they're from a different era, and the game's not going there. But the most important thing is I can't have a guy – uh, be Kirk's coach and really be a coach in this league in charge of a t- uh, in charge of an entire team who tolerates offense, who doesn't embrace it, but tolerates it. And that's yeah. what Mike does. And, and everything that we give Mike credit for now, one, we don't know if, if he deserves that because there's a very good chance. He's just backed off and said, okay, Clint Kubiak, Janoko, offensive staff, come up with something different. I don't think for one second that this is Zim pulling the strings and being like, I've got offensive ideas, right? So no. Um, and But if they try and bring back Kirk and Mike, they're nuts. They're absolutely crazy. The, the relationship has proven itself over and over and over again. At one point with a Super Bowl ready team, which is not this team, uh, they basically went to the store and bought the quick mix and they had a team that was ready to put in the microwave and go to a Super Bowl and these two couldn't coexist. So I am done with them together. But, he, but here's where people keep getting tripped up because every game they play in is close. Like, what if this one thing happened different, right? And you could play that game for literally the three months of the season and for for the, the better part of Mike Zimmer's entire career here and Kirk Cousins. Zimmer and Cousins are train wreck proof together in today's NFL and in five years ago's NFL. You're not going to have a 3-14 and 14 season or a 4-win season as long as Mike Zimmer is healthy and around and Kirk Cousins is healthy and around. So it's, it's a very safe – I mean, it's, it's bonds, dude. Like it's, I mean, you're, you are investing in the safest possible thing. Like it's going to be slow and steady. You're not going to go 13 wins. You're not going to win a Super Bowl, which should yeah. ultimately be the real goal. Yes. But – you're also not going to go three and fourteen, and I yes. think the ownership of this franchise is so obsessed with avoiding three and fourteen that it's it scares them to make a move. I mean, even like you know, I'm reading all the comments here, and 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 I'm seeing 
you know, people that jump in here as guests on Ventline. It's like we, people talk about the but the production that Kirk gives you. Kirk Cousins has started 120 NFL games in his career. His teams are below 500 after today's loss. But the production. Do you care more about one guy's production and stat line, or do you care about the team winning a Super Bowl? And that's what the Vikings have to figure out. I, I agree with you. I, I think you could make a case for keeping Cousins, but putting innovative offensive people yes. in charge of this franchise yes. and seeing what happens. Ultimate, like that's, that's the unfairness to Cousins part of it. Ultimately, Rick Spielman forced an arranged marriage that doesn't work. And and that and that's where Rick's at fault here. He brought in a, a he he's paid very well himself to to say okay I'm going to get a QB who works. Well, that's great. But then the question is okay the QB works, but does he work with this this coach? Yeah. If if you had really done your due diligence and done a poll of all the coaches when Kirk was signed here in 2018, Mike Zimmer is probably bottom five of guys to pair with Kirk. He's probably bottom five. Yeah. He does it, it it doesn't work. So like it's just done. And that's why you can be a Zimmer stand, you could be a Kirk stand, but if you want what's best for the Vikings, what they have tried to do here proves itself time and time again. And just quickly to the the thing about the production and all of the grandiose statements that can be made, if you watch the games, you know the problems. Like, like we are watching the marriage dissolve over and they go out and they're a happy couple. And we're all like, oh man, look at the happy couple. The production of the couple's great. And then we watch them day to day. They hate each other. It doesn't work. And I get all these folks saying, oh, they don't hate each other. You don't know what you're talking about. No, they, they, they do not the like kids, each other. They tolerate Dude. at best. They tolerate, they, <laughs> they sleep in separate rooms, folks. <laughs> oh man. All right. Who's next? Vikings vent line presented by Surly. Let's go to uh, Austin. Austin, what's up, man? You are on Vikings Event Line. Where are you calling from? Calling from uh, Mandan, North Dakota. Um, oh, yeah. Mark, North Dakota area. Okay. Um, I appreciate you getting me on today. You know, I'm as diehard as a Viking fan as they come. You know, uh, my very first game I went to was uh, the Cowboys and Vikings on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Pretty disappointing. Spent like $1,500 and... Um, Got a hotel by downtown, you know. Um, painted but, you know my you did, but you did get to watch Cooper Rush put on Cooper a clinic Rush, in that game. Oh, so, I mean, be grateful. He had no arm strength for that guy, you know. I mean, that's the only thing I noticed about that guy, you know. But um, I'm as diehard as they come. Painted my face, went all out and everything, you know. And just today, it's kind of the same thing, you know, that, as the caller before said that um, – you know, it's a, a shootout every time. And, you know, I like watch exciting games. It's an emotional roller coaster for me. I take it so serious. You know, I don't know why. But that's just the way I, I am. I grew up a Viking fan, became a fan probably in 96, 97, 98-ish, you know, Chris Carter, Robert Smith era, you know. But I got a few notes here. You don't have to comment on any of them um, or just a few of them. I said um, Cook's injury Will we be airing it out more? You know, Ole Udo again. There's a, another hold or two from per game. Yep. Kirk Cousins mental lapse. Game's moving too fast for him. Uh, Madison didn't get out at the end of the game. You know, Adam Thielen and JJ played great. Um, and you know, the letdowns through the years. I was going to tell you guys a story. You know, the letdowns through the years. You know, and um, you know, I experienced '98. I experienced 09, 
you know, I experienced 15 when Blair Walsh missed that 27 yarder, you know, but I've also had some of the good times too, you know, and it's been pretty awesome being a Viking fan and I appreciate the content guys, you know, and I want to show you how diehard I am. Okay. okay. Um, oh boy. This is oh, my man. Minnesota Vikings Christmas tree right here. Wow, I love it, dude. man. Look That's at that awesome, thing. Man. Wow. That's what are the ornaments on that thing? I got um, I got Kirk Cousins. I got JJ right there. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins was going to be up there somewhere. Wow, it looks like you got Kirk Cousins ornament lined up right behind the uh, Ole Udo ornament there. So yeah. Line up behind then, the right guy. Um, I joked with my girlfriend. I said, well, if the Vikings lose today, I'm going to throw this tree out, you know. But, uh, <laughs> no. Burn it down. Burn it down <laughs> right now. Light it on fire live on Vetline. Let's go. <laughs> Austin, show how committed you are. Light that <laughs> tree on fire. I know, right? But yeah, we worked really hard on it. Pretty happy about it, you know. And uh, but yeah, guys, I just appreciate the content. I'll leave you guys with one question, I guess. And um, I don't know if you guys are this way, but um, do you guys ever pause your DVR, you know, and like skip through the game, and then go back to it, and then like if it's a bad play or a bad interception, you just like skip through it, you know, so you don't have to go through that. Emotion, you know, but, uh, yeah. That's what I do. That's what I did today, man. And, uh, that's how my wife watches horror movies. Like, yeah. if I ever want to oh, watch, no. like, a Halloween sequel, she's like, all right, we can fast forward through the gory parts and turn the volume down. All right. that's what, I, I kind of like that idea. Austin, dude, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you, man. Great stuff. Love your passion. Love your tree. I think he's found a new way. If you can just like wait ten or fifteen minutes to start the Vikings game and then fast forward, and if you see something terrible happening, just ah, just speed through real quick. Strip the bandage. Field goal attempt. No, oh, I'm not God, watch no, it. I don't want to. No, my no, from left. No, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. Who's next year? Vikings vent line. Yeah, let's go to. Is it Basti? Yep, it's Basti. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Where, Where are you calling from? from? I'm calling from Germany right now. Oh, awesome! Love it. Heck yeah. How'd you become yeah. a Vikings fan? Well, um, it's just a few years ago uh, after I was watching mostly the Super Bowl for a few years. And then I became a Vikings fan mostly because I really like watching good defensive football. Oh, boy. Sorry oh, about that. Yeah. Oh, dude. oh yeah. no. Not anymore. You don't. <laughs> Not anymore. You're a big fan of offense, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's so heart crushing. It's so heart crushing. I really love watching a good great defensive football the vikings had it a few years ago and that's when i became a fan and especially the last two years are so demolishing and wasn't zim supposed to be a defensive guru he was at one time yeah so um but now, but yeah i'm a vikings fan and i totally agree with you the uh, identity of this team should be offense uh, we have uh, too, way too much talent to play such many garbage games. We have Justin Jefferson, we have Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne is great this year. Uh, and also, we have also talent on, de- on the defensive side. Uh, I'm wearing a Kendrick's jersey right now, yeah. my absolute favorite player. Mm-hmm. But what's going on with that defense? I really don't understand. And yeah. um, another question, Oli Udo. <laughs> did any did did anyone uh, um, make a list of how many penalties he did uh, about through the get through the season? 
Well, he, he uh, yeah, he he de- he definitely was like second in penalties among guards coming lot. into last week. And by the way, cheers over to Germany. Appreciate you, you coming on board. I'm sorry the Vikings were so good at defense when you jumped on board. Now they're just a disaster. Like I actually, I don't know. Maybe you guys will fight me on this, but I know that uh, the defense got gashed and they couldn't stop the run. It was like six yards per carry over the course of like thirty plus carries. Just ridiculous. But. Mm-hmm. They're starting four backups on the defensive line right now. And so I like I didn't go into this game thinking, oh, we're going to see a brilliant defensive performance. I went in thinking they're probably going to get gashed on the ground. They're probably going to give up like 27-plus points, and they'll need to score over 30 to win. Yep. I think that's what Key said. I think Keyes agrees completely. <laughs> and, and, in fact, you know, we talked about that this is going to be a game where you are – basically, the problem is that game played out almost exactly – as we thought, high scoring, lack of de- defensive um, aptitude from the Viking side, right? And then when when Gould missed the field goal, you got your shot. Like, it was a perfect, that's how it was supposed to play out. And, and then you come back and throw a touchdown to J.J. and get the two-point conversion, or, or perhaps don't th- throw it at J.J.'s feet earlier on the two-point conversion. Um, like, that game, as ugly as... And as demoralizing as it felt at times, played out really well for you. It gave you the opportunity that you were looking for, which was, is yeah. the ball in your offense's hands to end the game? And the answer was, yes, it was. You know, this is revisionist history here, but if Kirk hits wide open Justin Jefferson oh, yeah. on that two-point conversion. Yep. And again, maybe the game plays out differently, but that's you know that gets the Vikings to twenty eight points, so thirty four twenty eight. They're driving down. They're trying to decide: should we go for it on fourth down? I, I could go either way on that. I think once you had to burn the second time out, I think I would have just kicked the field goal. Like in that spot, I'd rather just take the five yard penalty and kick a field goal and then be down by five. But if they were down by six, yep, you could have made a case. Okay, kick the field goal, be down by three. You're moving the ball at will on this defense, so just. Save your two timeouts, kick a field goal. Not now you get the ball back. And I think they, they were correct me if I'm wrong, were they in how far down the field did they get on their last drive? They crossed midfield. They crossed midfield, yeah. yeah Jefferson so like then the they, they like got part into part. field goal range. So like if they just hit wide open Justin Jefferson on the two point conversion, it's possible that the dominoes yeah. fall differently in that second. But how half. about on fourth down, um instead of th- throwing the ball at probably the altitude of eight feet? You bring that ball down. Uh, Kirk got hit, but he got hurt. He got hit after the throw. If he makes a halfway decent throw, Jefferson catches it. It's a touchdown. Yeah, like that's the thing about Kirk. When when the pressure got on Kirk in the second half, he sort of just fell apart. He fell apart, and um, he didn't have to. Hey, Kenny Nwangu was incredible again today. Another kick return touchdown, his second of the year. And then his first offensive touch, I think, of the season goes for like a seven-yard run. I think it was his second carry of the season. I think he's at okay. two now. So he has, his, he has as many touchdowns on kick returns in a league where it's really hard to return kicks for touchdowns as carries. Yeah, it's time to, time to get that guy more involved. It's time, yeah. to, create, it's time to create for him, too. Yep. Yeah, nightmare. I mean, look at look at the Niners. Like the Niners said, okay, Debo Samuel, let's yeah. just uh, let's line him up in the backfield here and see what happens. I mean, just like, let's let's see how we can creatively use our. And the Vikings weapons. are like, you cannot play. You are too young to play on offense, son. You're going to only return kicks. Seriously, it drives you crazy. Uh, Vikings vent line continues here, Declan. Let's go to Demarco. Demarco, what's up, man? You're on Vikings vent line. Where are you calling from? 
Uh, I'm actually shook you guys just picked me. I'm calling from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Nice to talk okay. to you guys tonight. Uh, I wrote some notes just like how Doug tells you to. So um, um, I've been here, sitting here, pretty prepared. But pretty much, I'm not going to waste you guys' time. Um, pretty much just straight up, we all know it. Our defense is bad. Defense is straight up garbage. Our two-minute defense, there's nothing different about this all season. I just turned 21 not too long ago. I feel like I'm 31, 12 weeks into the season already. Yeah, you should, um, too, I can, see some, I can see some gray coming in I there. I just do not DeMarco. understand this, guys. I'm Wait sorry. I'm just trying to – I know, man. I, I'm you feel a beard down to my freaking ankles just full of gray. <laughs> but uh, pretty much what you guys were just saying, Kenny Nwangu, could you imagine if we have, like, an Andy Reid head coach? Oh. Why is this dude – I know we have Dalvin Cook. But like, why? The, why is we? Why are we not getting this guy involved? This guy is so fast, so electric. Like, and we've only seen a glimpse of what he can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, field goal. Sorry if I'm speaking too loud, guys. Uh, field no, goal, pretty much. Um, uh, field goal. I think we should have went for the field goal. We we're moving the ball pretty good. Second half. Why not go for the field goal? I know the defense was bad, but I mean, give it a try. I know it would have been conservative. It wasn't what we were used to because. Zim lately, he's been pretty aggressive, you know, but uh, I just don't understand it, guys. Uh, pretty much last thing that I want to talk about that I just wanted to throw out there is what, like what you guys have been saying, do it again. And the Vikings didn't do it again. They came back to what they are typically known for, being con- just not good. Well, consistent, like that guy said earlier. They're just not consistent. They just cannot do it again. And pretty much that's all I got to say for you guys no, just Marco, another week. Oh, sorry, guys. Great stuff, dude. No, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on. And yeah, like we just like we love to hang the banner after a big regular oh, yeah. season win, right? Oh, the twenty point yeah, comeback against the Broncos. Yeah, like hang a banner. <laughs> oh, they won a playoff game against the Saints. Hang a banner. It's like we've all of those banners have been hung for sixty years. Those banners, you know, we get so excited about, and we're guilty sometimes too, because it's like, yeah, we're wandering through the desert here looking for a bottle of water once in a while, and sometimes that <laughs> Packers game happens. It's like, all right, it's great. But, uh, yeah, I think DeMarco speaks for, for a lot of Vikings fans. All right, Dex, who's next? Let's go to uh, Nick. Nick, what's up, man? You're on Vikings event line. Hey, Where are you calling thanks. from? Calling from Mason City, Iowa. Go Hawkeyes, by the way. Thank you, wow. Gophers. <laughs> you know what? You know, welcome. It, as much as I despise Iowa, you know, I think I think we can all gather around and say, uh, "Screw you, Bucky!" Together, all at once. Is it? Uh, is it sad that I was kind of hoping they wouldn't make it, so I don't have to watch the Rose Bowl all over again? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I got two thoughts on the game, and then a question I wanted to ask you for a long time. My first thought is, wasn't talked about was how many missed tackles did we have that we could have had for loss? I mean, we had guys on them almost immediately or right at the line of scrimmage, and they broke two or three tackles to get down the field. Broken tackles were key in this game. And the second thing is that near 10-minute drive to end the, the first half was inexcusable, all them long third-down conversions, not getting the defense off the field. Yep. I mean, your offense was on the sideline virtually 45 minutes between that drive and halftime. I mean, unexcusable. But my real question is, is it fair to put 100% blame on Cousins? And here's my theory. No. Spielman brings Cousins in, a notorious pocket passer, guy that needs an offensive line to give him time to pass. Well, we haven't had an offensive line in 10 years. I think Steve Hutchinson was probably our best lineman to date since then. We have a, a front office that has a 70s style of football. Like, hey, we got to run the first three downs. We want to win 6-3, to three, not 42-10. to 10. Like, we want to pound the rock, rely on the defense. So you bring Cousins in. What? Correct me if I'm wrong. Four to five different offensive coordinators in his tenure so far at the Vikings. Then you bring in 
all this money, which I agree, he doesn't probably deserve to make that much money, but I'll take him anyway over the seven to eight different quarterbacks you've had in the last five years will win behind him. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to blame all our cousins more on Spielman for bringing in a pocket passer than not addressing everything you need to have a pocket passing quarterback. Yeah, Nick, you know what? Even though you are an Iowa Hawkeyes fan, you live close enough within striking distance, a couple hours away from the Twin Cities, that next time you're in, we want to make you the vent of the night brought to us by Surly Brewing Company here, all right? Thank so you. So here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a night for four people. If you can find three other Hawkeye friends, I don't even know. I, don't even know I do Hawkeye have three other Hawkeye fans, yeah. but two of them are Vikes and one's a Packers fan, so it's kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah, so you good. guys can all gather around. Uh, it'll be a, a night for four at the Surly Beer Hall in Minneapolis. Two appetizers for the table, four entrees of your choice, and three beers per person. The Surly Beer Hall is back. Over 30 beers on draft from the flagship Furious that Judd is chugging right now. Uh, to uh, experimental and vintage beers you can only get in the Beer Hall, plus amazing food and also the Surly Pizza Place upstairs. So... There you go. That's the vent of the night. Bring in some sensible Kirk Cousins takes. Can't believe an Iowa Hawkeyes fan brought sensible takes about anything. Well, I, I, oh, I, come being on. Being a Hawkeyes Vikings fan, I'm used to you know losing out and watching championship game from the couch, so you kind of get used to it. <laughs> like Big that. Ten Westman, I mean, we, we all suffered, okay? Yeah, we all how suffered. Many, how many shirleys do you go through in a game? Like a case? I've always been curious. Um, no, no, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I would be, I'd be fast asleep right now if I went through a case. Hey Nick, right. shoot Nick, shoot me an email with uh with with your information, okay? On the Vikings event line at gmail.com. We'll get you that silly gift card, okay? Well dude, thanks for having me on, guys. Awesome. Appreciate you. Nick. All right, Nick. Great stuff. Okay. All right. I think okay, to to just the general points about, you know, Spielman down to cousins, I think I think the questions we should be asking going forward are with the GM, the coach, and the quarterback. Forget about who's at fault for what. Here's the, the most important question. Is Rick Spielman in his job, Mike Zimmer in his job? and Kirk Cousins in his job, are they individually good enough and are they good enough together to lead this franchise to a Super Bowl? That's all I care about. I don't care about like, well, who is at fault for this? And it's like, no, a Super Bowl is the mission of this show. We talk about it all the time. We want this team to win a Super Bowl before we die. And I think week by week, as the season continues on here into the offseason, you have to ask yourselves, if you're the Wilf family, is Rick Spielman a good enough evaluator of talent and uh, a drafter of commodities to help you win a Super Bowl. Mike Zimmer, same thing. Kirk Cousins, same thing. And I'm very, very, very skeptical about all three. Well, and the flat-out answer on Rick is no, because Rick panicked. Rick can't find a quarterback by himself, and so he he went and got the best QB that he could off the market. But the problem is he then plopped him in the lap of a head coach who didn't want him. And so the answer is no. Like Rick literally went and, and signed Kirk like Kirk was available in Rick's fantasy league. He'll put up great stats. He didn't go and sign him as, as a human being to put on a team. He went and he signed, was a mercy. Him he signed him as a, as a statistical, as yeah. a statistical, um, uh, a successful statistical quarterback without any real concern. And I mean, that goes back to the day that Kirk was introduced in 2018, March of that, that year when it was clear that Mike didn't give a damn. Like, I mean, we joked about it at the time. Mm -hmm. Mike was like, yeah, I got to go. Sheldon Richardson's in back. I want to go talk to Sheldon. So yeah, (laughs) like, like this is not a huge shock, but 
I would say the answer to your question is no. And finding and identifying a quarterback now is one of the most, if not the most important things, probably in sports. I also like, I look at between Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, I look at all these like coaching leadership red flags that pop up. Like today, I just started making a list of the ones today that were like, God, that's coaching leadership. You know, end of the first half, which has been a thing all year. The Vikings are, I think, uh, by an average of like a point and a half per game. The Vikings are allowing six points, I think, per game in the last two minutes of the first half. Six, 66 points now. So since 2000, Arif Hassan pulled this from The Athletic. Uh-huh. Since 2000, so the Vikings are uh, six points per game end of the first half this season, which is incredible. Uh, the next worst team was like a team from 16 years ago, and they're averaging like four points allowed or something. And it's, it's, it's incredible. It's unprecedented. Yep, and, and so that's you know situational defense. Why are, is it? What are you unable to fix? Is there something we can do here? Like hold a team to a field goal for crying out loud instead or of a touchdown? Just hold them. And also, like if they're if they're inevitably going uh, inevitably going to score, you got three timeouts. You could preserve some clock. Give your team more than fifteen oh, no, no, seconds no. They, coming back the other they way. They freaked out themselves again. Like how many times have you watched a Vikings game this season and said, "Boy, the Vikings were the better team in the first half, and they're tied." Or they're only up by three or seven, or they're losing, right? So like all of the like the last two minutes of the first half, it's all coaching, leadership, clock management, situational defense, situational offense. It's a mess. Uh, the chaos before that fourth down play, where Kirk lines up under the right guard to take the snap, like that's leadership. It's coaching. It's just it's panicking. Um, I think pulling back the reins offensively, both with play calling and also with Kirk just getting spooked. After the interception, that's another thing. How are you supposed to win a Super Bowl with these things happening? And it's not just they all happen today and it's a fluke. These are themes that we've seen for years with Zimmer, with Cousins. Not every game necessarily, but in big games or on the road against winning teams, it happens all too often. Mm-hmm. All right. Vikings fan line. Let's go to our guy, Kip. Kip, what's up, pal? How what's are you? Up, Welcome Kip? back. Hello, and I got the dog. Got a pup. Oh, nice. I got the pup. There's a pup. Who's a good? A who's, who's a good pup? Who's yeah, a good? She, you're the best pup. Yeah. Oh wait, she's now having second thoughts. <laughs> she's, she's like, she's like, like Kirk. No. Oh no. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. She she lined underneath the right guard uh, for, for, for food, <laughs> so she's she's running away now. She's like, I I messed up, so I'm gonna go hide like the rest of the team. So. I, I listen to these. I listen to these, and 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 it's like, you know, when you come home, you bring that report card home, and your your dad looks at that report card, and he's going through all the subjects, and and you're like, well, why'd you get an A in gym and a D in history, and you always say, but but but, and 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 it give the excuses, and my dad had the saying, if Simba. Someone has them. You can't keep making excuses. And I just, it's like every week, it's something there. And and I listened to Kirk Cousins' press conference. He's a CEO. It's like, it's not my fault. It was the coverage where the, 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 the offensive coordinator gave me the wrong call. Or, you know, and it's like, I, I'm like sports dad. I'm screaming, just tell the truth. Yeah. Be honest. Throw Mike underneath the bus. He throws you under the bus every week. Just tell the truth. I mean, it's it, it drives me up the wall because I li- I saw Matthew Collar yesterday saying, "What a weekend for Minnesota sports!" And I replied, "Just wait for the Vikings." 
Vikings game. They're going to break your heart. And he said, or they could win. And I say, no, something's going to happen. They've had two good weeks. Something is bound to happen. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, and they were gifted. Carolina got blown out today. Philly got blown out. uh, The Saints looked lost with Drew Brees commentating on Thanksgiving. I mean, they were gifted a week in the pull ahead in the playoff race, and it's like hot potato. No, no, you take it. We're just going to play for week 18, you know. We're going to play in in the hunt game. So it drives them. And and I'm in in Virginia, in the middle of NFC East territory. It's it's Black Friday every every Sunday with us. It's just – it's horrible out here. No one wants to win. Yeah. All right. We're losing. We're losing Kip's reception there, but it's tough. Though. He's right. Yeah. Okay. I loved his report card metaphor there too. Uh-huh. So you know, it's not like you just took one class and got a bad grade, or you just had one semester and it was a bad grade. It's like, all right, it's four years now of Zimmer and Cousins mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Let's put them both somehow on the same report card, and it's not an F. It's not an no. F. Like like the Jets are an F every year. The Jets are. The Jets would love a coach and a quarterback combination to come in there and just like C's get degrees. That's what, that's what the jets should be aspiring for. But if it's a C plus a B minus every year and it's been four years, that's just the kind of student you are, right? Mm-hmm. You're like a C plus student, yeah. a B minus student. Well, it's not my fault. It's blah, 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 blah. the math teacher. This no, you're a B minus student collectively. Mike Zimmer and Kirk cousins. The problem is though, it, it's like if, if your school had a, uh, potential salary cap and so like the student <laughs> was eating up the budget and it's like but we have no other money to spend on other things we like we can't buy lunches we can't do this we can't do that and they're like oh, sorry but that c student he's making too much so that's sort of the problem here. It, it's fine getting c like i'm a c plus student i was a c plus student i'm not a student anymore thank god i was a c plus b minus student but i know who i was i wasn't trying to kid myself that i was trying to win a super bowl for god's sakes i just had to get in get out and get these c pluses and be at score north and do what i'm doing now mm-hmm. but it, it, it's hilarious watching them spin it around the other way because kirk is supposed to be this prodigal son and at the end of the day the body of work between him and zim is B minus work. What would you so Declan? What quarterback would you would you equate yourself to when it comes to like hi, back Ooh. in high school? Um, man, I was I was really an A minus guy in in high school and college. I was like Matt Ryan, you know. Okay. I, 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 I was I was Matt Ryan. Like I can you know I can definitely get you That's some good. wins. That's Probably good. not if I have yeah. to go up against a Tom Brady and Knowledge Bowl or something. I'm going to lose. I didn't have any injuries, but I mean I'm I'm Teddy. Like people love me. I'm a good game manager. I'm not going to shipwreck <laughs> your season. You know, like, I have this great lovable affair with me. Like, there, there's like, oh, he's so great. He could be a lot better at so many things, but he's not bad at these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of the teddy. I'm the teddy. So, so the, student, the students embraced you. The teachers couldn't stand you, probably. No, the teachers were actually pretty good. I always made it a thing because that's the difference between a okay. C plus and B minus is sometimes the relationship between the teacher and student. If you were a good kid, I was always a good kid. I just didn't apply myself to the gotcha. 100th percentile that I should be doing. So... Uh, all right, who's next? Vikings Ventline. All right, let's go do. Uh, let's go to EJ. EJ, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. Where are you calling from? What's up? How y'all doing, man? From Alabama. Awesome. What's up, EJ? All right, Pre- appreciate y'all for having me. Thank I'm, you. I'm trying to make this quick, man. Uh, so uh, I want to say first, Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins. He, he had three bad passes today, man. That uh, that last fourth down for Jefferson. That was a bad pass. That you know, they Jefferson was wide open. He, yep. he should have delivered the throw. You know what I'm saying? You're making that much money, you got to make that throw, man, period. Mm-hmm. You yep. know what I'm saying? Um, at the end of the day, you know, defense again, run defense was bad, but the game was still winnable. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. You look at last week, they beat the Packers. You get excited. You know what I'm saying? You're motivated about the next game. Then they let you down again. <laughs> I'm a true fan, man. You know, I want, them, I want them to win. Mike Zimmer seemed like a good guy, but if you can't get the job done at the end of the day, you have to go. It's too many close games. This has been too many years. You got to win these big games, man, period. And, EJ, uh, great stuff, man. Exactly hanging right. out there down there in Alabama. I think that my guess is Alabama. SEC Auburn real probably fo- brought out some uh, interesting yeah. gatherings on Saturday. Real football country real there. Real college yes. football right no, there, man. None of this about, BS stuff. Did you guys see Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma yeah. for USC today? Yep. Damn, I, man. I hope he's being paid a boatload. I didn't think that I heard he had, Cliff had Kingsbury he is, yes. could be potentially released. He's not going to leave. Uh, no, well, no. Oklahoma was the rumor today. Oh, yeah, was it? Kingsbury to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But that's all, like. He's the head coach of the NFL team with the best record in football. He's got one year left in his deal. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, but you know what agent. it is. He's going to say well, it's, an, it's a, it's a negoti- It's a negotiating. The boosters are plan. coming. Plus, I mean, he is a very good-looking guy too. Let's yeah, that'll he help is, you he's out. Very Cliff Kingsbury is a yeah. striking human being. No, he's very yeah. striking. I'm the king. I still think he's going to look like Mike McCarthy if you give him enough time as an NFL head coach. Every NFL head coach comes in, he comes in looking like Ryan Gosling and exits looking like Mike. No, Mike they Zimmer. don't. He's not going to get that fat. <laughs> Dude, have you seen pictures of Zimmer I'm, from 20 years ago? I'm I mean, guessing. He, I mean, six-pack abs. Well, yeah, Kingsbury in 20 years. But I, I'm saying I think his hair's gone in like six years. Oh, my God. Uh, we have a Dalvin Cook update here. Ian Rappaport from NFL Network says it was a shoulder dislocation, mm. which also knocked him. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, knocked him out of the game after 103 yards from scrimmage. He'll have an MRI tomorrow to determine what damage the dislocation caused. So, All right. That's yeah, I mean, uh, he also has a history of shoulder injuries too. Doesn't he, a couple of years ago he had a shoulder injury? He was it was kind of a pain tolerance thing too that yes, he was like trying to land right. on his back and instead of his didn't shoulder. they say that there were actually two of them at the time? Like I think he I think he hurt yeah two areas and he was like they couldn't decide which one was worse. Yeah, that's okay. Not. I mean, I hate to do this right now, but don't, just like don't do it. I'm I'm not okay. I'll I'll go more micro than macro here. So if, let's say Dalvin cooks out for the season, I'm not even going to go down the like. Like the long-term conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say he's out for the season. How comfortable would you feel if Alex Madison and Kenny Nwangu just sort of split carries the rest of the year? I feel completely fine. What's your option? They're not as good as Dalvin Cook. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not as comfortable, but I but I also think it forces them, and this is a good thing, to get more creative. I think it forces them. I mean, there's a ton. There's well, they so ran a flea things. flicker today. How much yeah, more I know. creativity uh, do you want? But that's what I'm saying. Is you, is you can keep Justin Jefferson threw a pass coming. today. They're you creative. can put exactly. But I mean, you can continue to put guys in 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 different personnel packages. The the thing with Kenny is, I don't want him to like just be a traditional back. He's going to line up and he's going to carry the rock. I want you to do different things with him. He's a nightmare. He's literally one of the few guys I've ever seen who, when when he cuts, he doesn't slow down. Like, yeah, there's no, I'm going to put my foot in the ground and make a move. He just sort of goes by you. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got two kick return touchdowns. Already. As the, as the no caller, one returns kicks for touchdowns anymore. As, as the viewer said earlier on uh, today's show, and it's a thousand percent right. Can you imagine if the Chiefs got him? Like, the yeah. Chiefs would be like, maybe oh. Rick, maybe Rick can, uh, can get a fifth round pick and a trade with the uh, Chiefs. Maybe love that. No, get, get, get Mike Hughes back. Oh wow! Is he Just playing well? Just get us Mike Hughes back. Is he, he playing well? The last I looked, he was playing fine for him. Yeah, Class, yeah. And, and he was playing, and the Vikings thought he was going to retire on him. All right, who's next? But oh, actually, you know what? Oh, no, go ahead. We'll go. Yeah, we'll do one more here. Well, okay. we'll do a bunch more, but I want Judd to talk about uh, how okay. skinny he is too. Yeah. Okay. 
Armando, what's up, hey. man? Welcome what's to Vikings up, Deadline. Where are you calling What's up, from? Armando? Scranton, Pennsylvania, man. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. P- I love it. I love it. I'm a big <laughs> office love it, guy. You love it. I love, I'm a big time, office guy. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to show y'all all my Viking stuff that I'm ready to just throw away. Are you going to no. burn it all? Are you Don't burning do it. it? Don't do it, man. Look don't at do it. it. Burn it no. all. No. That's awesome. Don't don't, <laughs> don't burn it. I don't know what to do. What should I do with it? Cry into it. Just you a thousand. Years. Okay, if they lose to the Lions next week, then will you, you come it? on our show live and burn one of those jerseys, Armando? Terrible. All right, listen. I'm. I, I should have never said burn. Yeah. Burn is a bad analogy. My son died in a uh, fire, so I can't. Okay. Wow. Oh my that god. That sounds terrible. Yeah, 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 that was bad. That was bad. But, Sorry about that. No, 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 no. It's fine. But mm. I'm just very like frustrated and upset. I got all this stuff. I spend all this money, and we get nothing but L's. Like, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. I had. I, I just wanted to talk to you guys first time jumping on. I just had to get on here and say something. This well, is just ridiculous. We're, we're here for you as therapists. I think I think we can find something. Uh, maybe what if what if we okay? What's like the jersey? Do you have a ponder jersey in there? Like, what's the jersey that you're that you're just like the least attached to? I to be honest, my last name is Holmes, and I got this. Um, Jalen Holmes. Jalen Holmes. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. All right. I say we slice that jersey up next week if they lose to the Lions and turn it into dish rags. Nah, nah, nah. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. But it's his name. I I, I don't know, man. I just I just wanted to jump on here and say hi to you guys, man. I love listening to you. I listen to you every day before I go to work. You're awesome. You guys get me through my mornings and my nights. Awesome, dude. Armando, we love you, man. Thanks for coming on. Don't make it your last time. All right. That's wow, awesome. That was, love that, me some Armando. That, that went to a place I didn't I'm sorry. I feel terrible. terrible. I feel so bad. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. No. I'm a pretty morbid guy. That that was. Me too. But I that mean, was I next level. Yeah. Well, okay. we're here for you, Armando. All right. Thanks for calling in. Though. You're the Vikings, awesome. The Vikings hopefully will be a little bit more uplifting over the next month. We'll see. Uh, Judd, speaking of yes, uplifting, I mean, you're down like 30 pounds. I am down. And at, it's holiday season, too. Exactly right. I am I'm down officially 26 pounds thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And now I can I can not only pass on the plan to you, but also with major Black Friday savings. In fact, right now, if you contact them, 50% off the program. That's exactly right. I said it. 50% off the program. Your first Visit is free, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, or visit Livia.com, Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Join me in what's not just a weight loss program, but a weight loss lifestyle. And here's the best part. Once the weight's gone, they're going to help me keep the weight off. And they they can help you too. Don't wait till Jan 1. Do it now. Livia.com is the place to go. What they can't do is take the weight off the shoulders of Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, unfortunately. No, they've got no they chance can't do to. That. It's too heavy. That's too much out. to ask, okay? Yeah. They They're not out. miracle yeah, workers, Phil. Doing, mm. doing that. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings Vent Line presented by Surly Brewing Company. Let's go to Will. Will, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Hey, Where are you calling right from? Calls call from Eden Prairie. Um, I just want to say, hey, John, awesome. 
keeping all those pounds off. It looks, I, I saw you uh, yesterday after the Gophers game. It looks like Livia's treating you really well. So congrats to you, man. Thank you. Um, Judd, Judd turns sideways, and everyone's like, where did he go? Oh what exactly, exactly. And what I've been happened? watching the show for a couple months now, and I've just been noticing the difference. It's just awesome. But <laughs> the, one thing, the one thing I want to say is I'm going to actually take um, Dex, um, who actually needs to be fired, is actually the, um, the training staff. Let, let, let's be really honest here. I mean, let's uh, just coming out. I'm a personal trainer. Worked in the profession for years at this point. Looking at some of these injuries and some of the players that that are how they're getting injured, it kind of makes me go, "Huh, this is a little odd." So, like, we'll take Mike Hughes for example. All of a sudden, Mike Hughes is doing just fine. He goes to Kansas City, injury free. He's doing just fine. And why? Why Why was he all bad when he was here? Like, what, what, I just don't find that as a coincidence. I really think that the training staff is royally messing up. I mean, especially if these players are getting these types of injuries. I mean, an elbow, like, I mean, that's a conditioning issue. A lot of these are conditioning issues. So I think they really need to start taking a look at how are they treating these players? How are they treating their bodies? Because – I know these guys. I've been around these guys. I actually know the guy that trained that trained Everson Griffin in the off season. Like I know what he does. I know what these these professional traders are doing with these guys. And it doesn't look. It does not look good from the Viking standpoint. So if you're gonna fire anybody, fire the staff. But yeah, it it, it did not look good today. It did not look good. I mean, I one one thing I will say is at this point, throw in the rookies. Throwing Patrick Jones. I mean, like get get these get these kids in there. I want to see what they're they're doing. But uh, I'm gonna leave you guys to it. Thank you so much. But let me know what you think about throwing the rookies in there and seeing what they can do. Awesome, man. All right, Will, good Will. stuff there. I love Will coming in a couple days early with the uh, you're fired. the ear fired segment. Fired their stat are. Actually, I think that's the the weight coach has been changed like four times. The trainers haven't. Eric Sugarman has been the head trainer for several coaches. Childers got here. Yeah, two thousand six. That's a realm that's so far and beyond. Like, like I I couldn't tell you, like soft tissue injuries or whatever. Like, I don't even know how to even speak on that. Other than yeah, like they have a lot of dudes banged up, and I think they have a lot of guys who've been out for the season the last two or three years. And I think that's more assigned to the weight staff than than it is the actual athletic trainers. I think those guys are responsible for trying to get you healthy. It's the weight staff that is is responsible for trying to make sure that you don't get hurt. I think. Yeah, it's also a violent game, and there's just there's there's going to be things like dislocated yeah. shoulders for Dalvin Cook today, and I like to call the, for jobs, but the, I can't yeah. call for those jobs. Yeah, on the on the rookies front, I, I mean, the one that I think we'd all like to see more of at this point is is uh, Wang Wu. I mean, he's just been absurdly explosive as a kick returner. He gained seven yards on a run today. Uh, Patrick Jones, he's been sprinkling in some snaps along the defensive line. He played today. Yeah, he out of necessity. He played today because they have no one else left to play. And yeah. they've been playing Derrissaw. I think the other one that people would like to see is Wyatt Davis. I mean, at what point is he do still you a just team? throw him in there at right guard and see what happens? I don't know. Is he still but here? He's been deactivated pretty much I all year, active. right? That's the yeah. weirdest thing. Yes, I don't get it. Yeah, I think... Drafting him in the third round, and by the way, he was like a first round grade on multiple big boards too. He fell to the third round. Yeah, and I'd... I think if you would have said, "Yeah, he's mostly going to be inactive all the way through like into December at this point," it would be a colossal disappointment if you went back, mm-hmm. you know, six months. 
So, all right, who do we got next here, Declan? All right, let's go to uh, VikesFan47. VikesFan47, what's up, man? You're in Vikings fan line. Where are you calling from? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm a huge fan. An old coach of mine, Dale Lennon at North Dakota, he once told me that common sense is uncommon. You all have common sense. We need more Vikings fans like you. Outstanding work. You do a service to us. It's like therapy every week, as, as you've mentioned. Um, wow. I've got you, three. I've got three points. All right. One, uh, I knew Checkdown Kirk was back. The ten minutes left in the second quarter, up fourteen to seven, and we do a play first down for loss, second down, check down, third down, screen to a running back, going nowhere. Said, oh no, break out the incense. We're in trouble. My wife busted out the incense. I thought maybe we're going to get it. We got a couple calls. No, sir. <laughs> Check down Kirk was still there. Do y'all see that play where he threw it the swing to Dalvin Cook? And it was over his head, and Cook was going to get lit up. That was a yes. trip left. Kirk didn't even let the play develop. There was no pressure. He looks to his right, throws it down. Dalvin, what are you throwing to me for? I'm gonna get my <laughs> dude. That that legitimately should have been a pick six. That that could have easily been a pick six. That was bad. Right. And at last point, you know, I today I think what happened is we went into today's game as a coaching staff and said they're gonna focus on Jefferson. So let's use him as a decoy. We had him going motion, and twice we ran the ball. I think it was negative yards both times. The reason why the last two weeks worked was he was the focus, and now you can use him as a decoy. But when you establish that you're not really trying to push the ball to Jefferson and you're throwing to these others in the second and third quarter, you're not fooling anybody. They had our number the rest of the game. Yep, honestly, like Vikes fan 47, this awesome is great stuff, stuff Thank dude. You. Thanks for coming on and thanks for the kind words. Definitely didn't get him guys, on again sometime. Didn't just to you boost guys, our egos. Didn't, yeah. didn't you guys think, to, to his point, that I thought the first half was – the Niners were going to cover probably double Jefferson. So Kirk found Thielen. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Because I, I don't really care which one gets the ball. The key is the passing game was clicking. I thought in the second half, San Fran would adjust a bit to account for Thielen. And that and that might make Jefferson be in, in potential one-on-one matchups or Osborne. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't get. Like, like the progression... Again, the progression of this game made total sense, and it wasn't pretty, but I don't care about that either. And I thought to myself, okay, the second half, Jefferson is probably going going to um, not be double-covered as much, and so that's going to open up opportunities to throw potentially dangerous passes, but that's fine. Like, where... What happened there? We we didn't see that part of the game, and I'm I'm very confused because I thought the Vikings baited... San Francisco pretty well in the first two quarters, did mm-hmm. a good job, basically created a pattern that was going to play out in the final two quarters, and yet we didn't see that part ever come close to playing out. It's because Kirk Cousins got spooked when he threw an interception. Yeah, you're probably right. He short-circuited. You're, He's, you're he has done so well to avoid the crippling mistakes this year. Right, He's And only two threw... coming in, you're right. Yep, and, and so... Yeah, but in a game like this, you're gonna there's gonna stuff's is, gonna happen. Like you're playing on the road, but, it's San Francisco. You're probably gonna throw a pick. It's okay, dude. But we don't go about into this. a shell. But we discussed this. Where is the I just work here guy mentality 
for the mechanics to come in and get in Kirk's head and say, we need you to continue doing what you're doing. Like, don't worry about it. You threw a pick. Well, we don't know okay. what the mechanics were telling him. It's possible that everyone no, involved said, oh, my God, oh, that's interception. You're correct. Let's but go I mean, that's what I show. needed. We, we talked about this last week. We said there, Kirk is going to throw at some point soon because it's just going to happen. He's going to throw a really bad pick. Mm-hmm. It happens because you're passing more. Um, and then the Vikings need to tell Kirk, don't worry about it. Yes. Like, how, we didn't get that. How do you know when your franchise quarterback is a teeth clencher? when he goes into a shell after throwing an interception and when he lines up behind the right guard in a panicked moment on fourth and goal from, like, the three-yard line. Guys, he lined up behind the right guard in a moment of panic with the game on the line. What else do you need to see? And I get that he, it doesn't mean that he's garbage all the time. I'm just saying, like, I know. God, that could have been the, that could have been a, a divisional round playoff game or something. What you if know, Zim had just... Come out there, call time, come out there and hugged him and said, it's not your fault. It's going to be okay. It's going, it's not your fault. Hey, it's not, it's not your fault. Don't you do this to me, Mike. Full goodwill (laughs) hunting on Kurt. Don't you do this to me, Mike. Since this is a therapy session, I'm just reading some of the post game quotes here on Twitter. And, you know, he was asked about the interception and he said, yeah, it was just a bad read. I just made a bad read. But then when he was asked about, you know, what went wrong in the second half, he lists a lot of things, starting with the turnovers, the turnovers. Oh, like he, ne- he never no. fully owns no. it, right? It's oh, always, no, 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 no. oh, no. the turnovers. You mean the devastating, complete space brain interception that you threw deep in your own territory? Like, yeah. dude, own it. Own it. All right. Who's next? Let's go to, uh, let's go to Josh from Chippewa. Josh. What's up, man? Hey, Josh. Oh, are we, are we, I Josh can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Wait. There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yep, I think so. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got some audio got issues. Some audio issues there. You just got to unmute here. yourself there, Josh, on the on the platform. and then, um, Yeah, we'll come back good. to Josh. We'll go back to him. Oh, let's go to uh, Gator Viking. Gator Viking, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Event Line. Hey, guys. I'm enjoying a nice night here in Florida. That looks nice. Um. Crazy game, uh, typical Vikings from a macro view, uh, striving to always get back to 500 but can never get to excellence, you know, from a macro view of the team. Going into this game, it was pretty easy. 49ers needed to stop Justin Jefferson. Vikings had to stop the 49ers run. Yeah, who did a better job of that? (laughs) Right. Uh, The 49ers rushed today for the most yards they've rushed for in a game all season. Yep. So, congrats, Mike Zimmer. Great game plan. Um, didn't work. Couldn't stop the run. And, you know, then when we get to everything else that happened, just, th- you know, they got to keep throwing the ball. And for a team, even if you take Zimmer's, I want to run the ball. The reason you have, you pay a good running back is on third and one, you should be able to get a yard. It's a yard. I've never seen a team that pays a running back the way the Vikings do. And on every third and one, we go five wide and empty the backfield. That's when you get to third and one, that's supposed to be an easy yard. That's second this 16. Team, this, that's the rundown. This team's philosophy is so backwards. I've never seen a coach team that says one thing and does another. Um, it, it's mind boggling. Look, guys, it's a defensive team. 
with a defensive coach with now for two consecutive years a bad defense. The defensive shine of Zimmer is gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad to see because it was impressive for many years. I don't know how he lost it. He lost it. This is now a team where all the talent's on the offense, and we need an offensive coach. I'm sorry. It's great stuff, man. Great yeah, stuff. Enjoy, enjoy right. the night in Florida. Looks like a nice weather night. Or maybe you're inside. I can't. Got tell. a new coach oh, now, no, too. We're, we're out here around out. the fire, man. Look at this. Oh, that. dude. Oh, that's that. nice. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, you got oh, a new football coach down there. Vikings, Everything's coming up. Florida. Roses for Gator Bike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like a chilly 50 degrees down oh, there. Oh, oh, I'm so goodness. sorry. Oh. Oh, get the hot cocoa yeah, out. Be careful. Yeah. Don't get frostbite tonight. Yeah, I'm worried about you, Gator Bike. My God. My uncle. I have family in Florida, and I'm never forget my uncle starting in the car to get his granddaughter in because it was 58 degrees outside oh, they on get Christmas Day. The blood thins, Dex. The blood thins. Oh, boy. Same, same in Florida, Arizona. The blood gets thin out there. I'm just looking up real quick here just for fun. Football yeah. Outsiders has a stat called power success. Power. And so what that means, yeah, power success. Power. power. Football. So it's percentage of runs on third or fourth down with two or fewer yards to go that achieved a first down or a touchdown. And it also includes runs on first and goal or second and goal from the two-yard line or closer. So basically, like, when you're going to line them up and smash them in the mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the Vikings, eh, they're basically right in the middle of the pack. They they succeed 59%. Let's see here. Uh, right around like sixty percent of the time, okay. On those types of plays, the uh, the Titans are at eighty percent. Washington's at eighty percent. When they line up, they're going to move you. Uh, Green Bay, Baltimore, Tampa, all just under eighty percent. San Francisco is. You'd think they would be great at this with how they ran over the Vikings. They're actually worse than the Vikings when it comes to a uh, Smash Mouth. So maybe the Vikings are conscious of that. That like, all right. It would be nice if we could just like move the ball that one yard, but four out of ten times they don't, according to this statistic. The one place that I would would uh, slightly disagree with what Gator Vike said is this one too. I don't think San Francisco stopped Jefferson. I think the Vikings did. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got stopped. I think they. I, I mean, bad throws, I lack agree. of no, opportunities. You, you can't stop him. Yeah. Well, and again, you know what? You throw a ball up for him, and what happens? Somebody grabs him and you get the PI. So yeah. I don't think he got stopped. I think that they didn't have the correct game plan, which again, it shocks me because I think the, I thought the first half was basically an attempt to set up a significant second half for Jefferson because of how San Francisco was going to have to play Thielen. Mm-hmm. And we sort of never saw that. So, yeah. Should we try Josh again? Yeah. In Chippewa? Let's try, let's try Josh one time. Josh, you got us this time. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Excellent. Um, my main frustration, I'm calling Chipper Falls, obviously. Um, my main frustration was with Zimmer. I don't understand. Uh, the defense is regressing. That's, I mean, it's obvious. Um, my mind goes back to a, a, it was like a press conference early in the year. Courtney Cronin asked the most just softball question, and Mike snapped and was like, well, I shouldn't have to tell you this oh, at yeah. a press conference. I shouldn't have to tell you this, Courtney Cronin, at a press conference. And it's like, well, the, one of the guys screwed up. He did something wrong. Well, well, Mike, your job is to coach him up. Right. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. Not just, well, we're not going to do anything at the end of the half anymore because somebody screwed up. It's, he he is abdicating a good portion of his role, his job. 
He's not a head coach. He's a defensive coach. And when people screw up, he just, well, we just won't do that anymore. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just, uh, and my frustration is with him, and I'm, I'm ready to move on from him. I hope we do. Yeah. Josh, I think you, you echo the same frustration well, a lot of fans have, man. Thanks for coming on. And to his point, <laughs> the problem is this. Your coach and QB both do the same thing. It's both the royal somebody else screwed up or we all screwed up. It's like, mm-hmm. well, how about you take responsibility? You know, Kirk, yeah. we, you know, I threw a terrible pick, but Dalvin fumbled too. And I mean, a lot of guys, uh, you know, I mean, it's not just on my fault. And yeah. and Mike is always like that with where, and, and Mike's biggest thing is, and I, I think it's putting it perfectly. He tolerates offense. Mm-hmm. His life's work is stopping offense, not embracing it. And he tolerates it. But unfortunately he now coaches in a league where offense is the most important thing. And it's something the league is dying for you to be good at. Like this league is bending over backwards to make offensive teams successful. So the Kirk, the Kirk defenders are out in full force. So I, I posted the video clip oh, on my boy. Twitter account at Phil Mackey of, you know, Hey, biggest moment of the game playoffs in the balance. What's the you excuse? Know, need a touchdown on fourth and goal and Kirk cousins panics and lines up under the right guard. And you should see the night, the Niners defenders were like, Oh, is this a trick play? You know, right. Like, well, it's happening. No, dude, it's not a trick play. <laughs> the quarterback and Madison literally tries to grab Kirk by the hips yes, yes. and like dance with him <laughs> over, over to the center. I so uh, I just see you know, a couple of responses here. It's uh, this is from Glenn Kirk okay. defender. Glenn, it's not the biggest moment of the game. There's still nine minutes left Two playoffs are not in the balance. We're still in them. And this had little to no impact on the game. <laughs> Like why are you why, like, why are you defending this? Why how do you watch that sequence and think I, I need to defend the honor of Kirk Cousins here? I told he, you before he man. freaked out I blame after us. after an hour of him checking down out of fear of throwing another interception and missing a wide open Justin Jefferson on a two point conversion. He lines up in a panic under the right guard and they have to burn a timeout. The backup running back has to walk up and like guide him with his hips over to the center as the defense was laughing at the Vikings. And you're defending it. Why are you defending it? He deserves to be crushed for this. You put your quarterback in, you put your quarterback <laughs> out, you put your quarterback in, and you shake him all about. You get him under center and you snap the damn fall. That's what it's you all like about. That. Like it, dude, it's our fault. This is the media. We have. Why are you defending it, dude? Because we have raised people. Because you're a bad fan if you make fun of that. <laughs> That's what we've done. Like we are trying to undo years of 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 misrepresentation of what sports should be about in this town. Uh, here's another one. This is from a noted uh, noted Vikings blogger, Jared Barsness. Read the comments. Phil and his fans thrive on the failure of the Vikings. They don't actually God. want them to win. <laughs> That's hey, hey, dumbass. We literally start every show by telling our great audience and community here on Vikings Ventline and Purple Daily. I, I would argue that we have the smartest community of Vikings fans really of anyone that's putting out content. You guys are awesome. And, uh, and to say that a show that literally starts every single show with we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Do we thrive off the failure of the Vikings? We listen, like, I don't know. We're here as a, as a group of therapists for Vikings fans. So, yes, we do thrive when the Vikings fail because we're here as a community to complain about the things that deserve to be ripped. So, yeah, I guess we're proud of that. Uh, we'd rather see them win a Super Bowl, but here we are. 
as therapists. Why do you got to pick on Kirk? You're not a good fan, Phil. You're, you're going to lose your fan card. When are you going to oh, admit man. you were wrong, Dex, about the Vikings and Rams <laughs> winning today? On Wednesday, I will be oh, held accountable. Oh, God, it, that's right. You I did the, oh, yeah, boy, I the Rams. A little, little the parlay. Rams. little parlay. So, yeah, darn it. Darn me always sabotaging my yeah. favorite teams. We, we all make mistakes. Yeah, we do. Uh, we, we got, got one more. People? Yeah, we got one more to wrap here. We got one more to wrap. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jerry. Jerry, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Van Line. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Of course, man. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I, I I tell you what, I watch you guys every every week, win or lose, and it, it's just like uh, a breath of fresh air. You guys, you know, you echo what what I feel, and it's just it, it it's it's just very. Um, it's very refreshing, but thank you. Here, here's uh, here's my take on on things, just as we sit right now, and I tell you what, I mean, I mean, Kirk is a good quarterback, but you know what, he, he's not going to lead us there. Uh, and I, I just look at the, the the people that are able to elevate the the you know the the play of people around him, and he doesn't do that. No, nor do a lot of other players, though that that for whatever reason are very very important to this team. It doesn't matter if it's Anthony Barr or Harrison Smith or whatever. You know the great teams out there that win that win um, Super Bowls. You know they have Ray Lewis, they have Tom Brady, they have you know again. They, I, I would just say the, the 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 list is endless, but mm-hmm. that you know people rally around those people and they 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 play better than they you'd expect them to. And Kirk Kirk is a good quarterback. I, mm-hmm. I like I am I, I sit back and I'm like, thank goodness we have a quarterback that can play football. You know, I, I lived <laughs> through the Ponder years. <laughs> I know where I, you're I, going. I did. I mean, I love, I loved Randall Cunningham. You know, he, he, he had that long Jack, you know, that, and he, and he threw that ball just as far as anybody else in the league could throw it. But mm-hmm. Randy Moss was on that team and he is the only person in the league that could go get that ball. So you made Randall Cunningham make, you know, look the way that he, he looked that year or Brad Johnson or whoever else was throwing him the ball. So, I, I I guess I sit back and every week I'm in I'm in the same boat that you guys are. I, I'm 44 years old. I've been following the Vikings since Herschel Walker kicked off his his you know his shoe, shoe. <laughs> and, and ran for you know like thinking that was going to be the the coolest thing that to happen, only to have it flop. And I just want my Vikings to be good one time. That's just Amen. it. You know, 98, I thought that was it. I, I mm-hmm. you know, welcome. We're going to Miami, the, the, the song. Bendito, Sammy, Sammy. I was saying that, you know, like. A lot of people were. In the, in, the, in the car, you know, we were yep. going to Miami and Atlanta. I mean, I was on my knees. I was on my knees just like my heart breaking for that team. There, there were so many Hall of Famers and everything. This, this town, this team, it, it deserves, it deserves yeah. it. It doesn't just 
we don't just need to figure it out. This team deserves a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch you guys with the Timberwolves. I watch you guys with the other sports, and I'll, and, and I'll I'll back off with this. But we we I don't know. I, I was there for the for the Viking or excuse me the uh, the ninety one uh, Twins, the eighty seven. I, I believe it was eighty seven Twins. I was yep. a little yep. kid at the time, but that was so special. The Vikings fans, they deserve it. They need they need a real definitive leader, somebody that is the face for the franchise, and and I think until we have that, I don't know that we're gonna we're gonna get there, no matter who it is. Or how I want to give I'm gonna give Jerry the round of applause here. Hang in there, Jerry. That was an incredible call, hey, dude. Yep, hang in there. And we got your back. We're here for you. You can always lay down on our uh, therapeutic couch, I guess. Let's uh let's see. It looks like we have yeah, one we more one here, more Declan. Let's here. do one more. One more popped in. Aaron, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings Vent Line. How are you? Where are you calling from? Howdy. Uh, I'm calling from Texas, man. Okay. Love the hat. That's awesome. Ah, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Does Kirk Cousins check down on the Minneapolis Miracle? <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Almost certainly. <laughs> That's a great, that, I That's love that really question good. because you know what else? He would have never looked like he would have looked for Diggs. And if he didn't see him immediately, <laughs> he would have bailed on Diggs. Right. Like that would have never been the ultimate read for Kirk. Right. Dude, yeah, people, going... but like people want to really die funny. on a hill for this guy. Cause they're spending so much money Why? on him and they have to, cause they desperately want to believe and they're being told by certain members uh, who do the same job that we do? That they're mm-hmm. bad fans if they don't believe. But that's a gr- I love I love that question because Case Keenum. I mean, one of the good and bad things about Case was you always got the feeling that that not professionally, but like as far as thought process, he didn't give a crap like what Mike thought. Like Mike would be like, you should have thrown that that pass, and Case would be like, well, too bad I did. Um, yeah. So that's a great. I love that. That's actually a really fun question. And my guess is he never looks to Diggs, uh, or or he looks to him and bails on. Him. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron. I think you you probably have more to say than just that awesome question. So go ahead, continue. <laughs> I on. do. That's great. I love it. <laughs> no, it's you know, much like the other callers tonight, it's just frustrating. And and I'm I'm with you guys on that. Like it's it's all right to expect more out of your franchise. I mean. Is is Cousins a good quarterback? Absolutely. Is he capable of stringing together five, six games where he's a very good quarterback? Absolutely. But is he going to line up behind the right guard? You know, at the worst possible time. At least, at least Favre against the Saints. You know, he's getting absolutely destroyed and still out there trying to make a play happen. You know, I'll take that over. I don't know, milk toast like tuna casserole i mean he's kurt's a great hot dish man but he's not gonna get any michelin stars or any of that kind of stuff <laughs> exactly it, right uh aaron great stuff from down there in texas appreciate, appreciate it definitely come Thanks, on again sometime yeah Thanks. all right man wow just uh listen it doesn't end their season they're the, the, the playoffs are still within reach. They're still they in. play the Lions next week. Yeah. Right they just now. basically switch spots with the, the seventh right? seed right now. They'd be yeah. in the playoffs yeah. today. 
Yeah. I, th- I saw a note if they would have won, it would have been an 83% lock to be in the playoffs. If Now that they're lost, it's still a coin yeah, you flip. Saw that, you there. saw that note on Purple Props on Saturday yeah. here on Purple Daily. That's right. You saw that. That's right. So now it's still a coin flip mathematically, but they, they control their destiny. They, there's no excuse for them still not to make it. But you know what? Again, I'm going to go back to the positive thing. I will end my appearance on this show, sponsored oh. by my friends, of course, at Surly Brewing, okay. with this <laughs> positive we have still seen we have still seen the makings of some offensive weapons that with the right coaching staff can be damn good jefferson's here to stay well yeah, like mike mike's yeah. not going to drag him down and where, where he where he gets digs like um they're gonna they're going to eventually pay him and he's staying here so like you do have the makings of of uh some of the personnel right now that can be very special and can get you to that next step with the right people guiding them. And that might not be Kirk, that might not be Mike, that might not be Rick, but you still have some really nice building blocks, and that's the positive. Yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. There's, there's. I mean, I mean, hell, they just added another explosive offensive piece that returns kicks for touchdowns and probably yeah. sees some more offensive snaps now that Dalvin Cook is going to be out for some period. I mean, he's going to dislocate. My guess is he's probably out for the year dislocated shoulder in that much pain about to December. Yeah. 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 Probably right. So we'll see, but um, we appreciate yeah, this, this, this group that, that watches and listens to purple daily on a regular basis and Vikings bat line. You guys are badass. You guys are, you guys are doing uh, the football gods work out there fighting against the people that accept mediocrity for this franchise. You're superheroes. Okay. We will not tolerate it anymore. We do not care about sneaking into the playoffs. We do not care about beating the Lions by 20 points at home. Those are good things. You can celebrate those things, but we want Super Bowls. Do we care about it. being friends with players and coaches? No. Mm, no. Do we care about being friends with the Wilfs? No, sir. No. I, I no, we do not. No. Do we care about free stuff? That, that How we specific might get are you going to get yeah, with yeah, this question? He's going to... Just gonna keep going down. Are we ever going to own a racehorse with the head coach? Is that the next question? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I never said. Never gonna have a glass of cap. You said that. I didn't say that. No, I'm talking about more than one person here. I'm talking about. I know. I know. Any of the permeations that might exist in this town that don't allow people to be objective as we are. You know what? I think. I think maybe tomorrow on Matt. I know we usually do statements centered around the Vikings, and I'm sure. I'm sure we'll do that. But I'd rather just do a full Timberwolves show tomorrow and celebrate a real winning. Team, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. A How about clutch the winning team? You got the axe back in this town. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm did, uh, did the hockey team just win seven to one on Saturday and beat the Stanley Cup champions? Today? They did. I, this I was. I did see that. Yeah, this was a great weekend overall for Minnesota sports. If not yeah. for the Vikings stumbling in at the end and yeah. buzz killing everything. Hey, the axe is back, baby. You damn right. Roll That's two boat. axes in the last three. 2018. Two, three seasons. 2018 row, in Madison. Row it. The first axe here. One here since 2003. The year mm-hmm. the Michigan lost, they won the axe. They haven't won it since in Minneapolis. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Also, a shout-out to Federated, too, before we go. Federated Insurance, helping with risk management. They must have had a hand on the second-half offense for the Vikings today. Wow. Uh, they can definitely have a guiding hand on your business when it comes to risk management and protecting employees, protecting your bottom line. Federated's been around for over 100 years, based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They are one of us. And uh, you can find out more about the great things that they do at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. 
All right, dudes. Good stuff today. Good therapy session. See you all tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow for the pie chart of blame on Purple Daily and for statements on Mackie and Judd. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is the most fan-friendly and interactive show in Minnesota sports, Vikings Vent Line on Purple Daily.